back to ISB in depth. We deep di- we do a deep discussion dive in books, community events, and local issues. So today we have two special guests: Lisa Christian, Tim Fisher. They work in our history center um, in Catalonia, you soon history center. And then um, they're going to talk about their upcoming Heritage Day event this month in May. But first, we're going to go into some housekeeping. So first and probably most important, besides Heritage Day, we will be closed for Memorial Day, May 30th, 2022. That's all branches of the Sevier County Library. Us, Seymour, and Kodak. Yep. And we also have Meet Mother Ocean Day coming up. That's going to be May 6th from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, and then when you bring your kids, they're also going to receive a little craft pack, a little supply pack. So it's going to be really, really fun. Um, on May 2 through second through eight we have children's book week so we want to encourage you to bring your little ones and bring the family to come check out a book new and old so it's something to get the whole family reading yeah and i'm super super excited we're gonna have a miniature comic-con coming up that's gonna be may 19th from 5 30 to 7 30 p.m so you guys can come dressed up bring the entire family we're gonna have everything from life-size mario kart star wars doctor who game of thrones i believe we actually already have our game of thrones set up downstairs in the lobby So feel free to come in, bring the whole family, and check it out. And if you don't know where to find us yet, you can find us on Spotify, Buzzsprout, and YouTube. And obviously Spotify and Buzzsprout will be just the audio, but YouTube will have the video up. So So now for the main reason we're all here today. Um, So the Sevier County Public Library System actually got an American Rescue Plan grant. Um, That means we get to go back to doing what we do best which is providing all the programs and resources you need and want. As just one of 200 libraries nationwide, we are honored and excited to receive this $10,000 grant that is helping us provide today's special event. American Rescue Plan Humanities Grants for Libraries is an initiative of the American Library Association, or ALA. This is made possible with funding from the National Endowment for the Humanities through the American Rescue Plan of 2021. So we're excited to use that funding to host our first Sevier County Heritage Day at King Family Library. It'll be old time fashioned handcrafts, food demonstrations. Um, It'll be open for everybody, it's free. Um, There'll be live music, storytelling, a lot of other fun activities, hopefully for something everybody of all ages can enjoy. And that'll be on May 7th uh, here at King Family Library from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So without further ado, let's give more of an introduction to our special guests here. <laughs> Hopefully they're not too frazzled. So uh, Lisa, Tim, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm Tim Fisher. Uh, I've been with the library, the History Center, genealogy department now for right at 18 years. Uh, before that, I was spent most of my time in the military. But my mother started doing genealogy in Sevier County in 1949. And so I'd been around doing genealogy about all my life. My mother had come to work at the library as, as a, or not work, she was a volunteer. And uh, when the position came up, she called me and she said, son, you need to get down. I said, mom, I don't know anything about that. And she says, get down here. So <laughs> when your mama tells you to come and do something, you, you do it. So I had the pleasure of riding to work and being with my mother all day for about 15 years. <laughs> and uh, she passed away about four years ago. But uh, uh, I was born and raised here in Sevier County. My father taught school up at Pittman Center. Uh, so uh, I'm local. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, bonjour, I'm Lisa Christian. Um, I have been here for a little over two years now. I'm in cataloging. Um, you may have seen me doing French bilingual story time with Jessica in the children's room, and but I mostly do cataloging. Um, I, my family is not from here, um, mostly from New York and Virginia. And I came to the University of Tennessee for undergrad and sort of stayed there for 20 years. Um, I have a master's in linguistics and a master's in library science and then my, did my doctoral work at the University of Tennessee and I was an academic librarian there. Um, but I got tired of academia and this position opened up and actually my mom actually saw this position <laughs> open up too and she said, that you need to apply for that position and it would be a change, a nice change for you. So I did and I love it here. I love everyone I work with. It's just a very nice, homey place to work and I'm really enjoying Sevier County. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. Well, I know you guys kind of touched on it, but how long exactly have you guys been in your current positions? I've been here almost, uh, November will be 18 years. Wow, it's amazing. Yes, um, I have been here um, since January of 2020, so right before the pandemic hit. Um, before that, I was assistant professor of research in UT's library system. Um, so. so you're working in cataloging, so how did you migrate up here to the History Center? Um, because of my... Um, academic background mm -hmm. in history. Um, my graduate work in history was on historical dialects and linguistics. Mm -hmm. I looked at the changes of English and French over time and ironically I was going through a lot of what we would consider genealogical research but it was on a group of women in central Paris in 1780s and 1790s mm -hmm. and I just got very interested in localized history. Mm -hmm. And I think that genealogy is just basically local history. And I've always been far more interested in what regular people's daily lives were like during time rather than looking at the kings and the queens and the aristocracy that get most of the attention. So it's just sort of migrated towards that in a way. And you'll be coming up here full time in December? Um, the beginning of January. Okay. Yes. I'm supposed to be half-time in History Center until then. Okay. So, uh, whose idea was it for Heritage Day? Whose baby was this? <laughs> I, Rhonda, Rhonda Tippett, our director, is the one that came to us and said, there's a possibility for a grant. Do you think you all can put together a program? And so, between myself and Lisa and John and, and uh, Patience, our other cataloger, we started getting some ideas and everything, and, and it's just developed from that. Well, do you guys have any burning questions, or not questions, but stories that you guys like to tell? Um, maybe about how this got pulled together, if there's anything crazy that's happened along the way? We've had a lot more. Once word got out of we were looking for craftspeople, we actually ended up having a lot more contact us than we had room for mm -hmm. in this Heritage Day. So we're hoping people will come back for the next time we do a Heritage Day. But um, we've got a clogging group coming. We've got Boogertown Gap, who's well known in the area. Um, we've got 
What is the old mill? The old mills come in there, going to bring some of their products where they grind corn and different things and tell about the process of grinding corn. Uh, We have uh, a lady coming to demonstrate making corn shuck dolls, which is, uh, we have another gentleman that's going to have a display and talk about locally made black powder rifles. Uh, That'll be here. We have uh, Ogle's Broom Shop out of Gatlinburg. Uh, They've been doing brooms. uh, David's the third or fourth generation. I think he's fourth generation of the Ogles that have done brooms in Sevier County. So, and then we have a lady and and her husband coming. One dozen, I can't remember which does, but one does chair bottoms and the other makes baskets. And one of their specialties now that's not as old fashioned, the, the making is, but one of her products now she uses kudzu to make baskets out of it, oh. which is, you know, and she, she said people are just begging her to come and get the kudzu. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that sounds super exciting. I'm very excited. <laughs> so I think we may have mentioned this in our previous podcast, but uh, as a little shout out, but there's going to be oral history going on. Um, you guys are hoping to start yes. a collection of oral histories? Yes. We'll, we'll, John will be uh, inter- er, do, collecting oral histories that anybody wants to give one. But uh, along, along with that, we're also having Ruth Miller, Ruth Carr Miller, who uh, does storytelling. She's been doing storytelling for many years. Teresa Williams, who did work here at the library, she's going to be doing some storytelling. Lou Bolton. Uh, he does the Jack Tales and also uh, stories about um, Wiley Oakley. And then um, Kate, is that it? Kate Corrigan. Kate Corrigan from the National Park. She's going to talk about the way people lived in the National Park. We so. have uh, Earl Baldwin. Um, he's going to be doing leatherworking, but he's also going to do storytelling for us. He works at the Fort Loudoun State National Park. So. He's very experienced in public history and storytelling. Um, he's had a podcast on the Smoky Mountains before, so I think that's all of our storytellers for him. Yeah. And are we going to have those recorded and kept here, or is it just a storytelling event? The the histories, the oral histories we will keep here. Uh, we're going to record some of our storytellings and all that kind of stuff, and, and we will have it recorded. I don't know how we're going to uh, approach about the getting it before people can watch it or hear it or that kind of thing yet. We've not got that far into that. This is this is all new ground for us. This is our <laughs> first one, and 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 it's a it's been a learning experience. There's a lot more goes into just saying we're going to have a heritage day. I mean, it, it's it's really got you know, trying to get schedules, trying to make sure that we've got the people confirmed that are coming and and tents and chairs. It's going to be outside in the back parking lot, so hopefully the rain will hold off. Okay, so um, a note about our oral histories. Uh, we want to invite anyone that has um, an interest and willing to be recorded. You don't have to be from Sevier County or have deep history from Sevier County, just you have a story about living here or working here or you've been on vacation here and and the experience that you had of being in this area would be great. And I also want to note 
we are very interested in recording oral histories about the 1993 blizzard because the 30th anniversary of that is coming up. So any history you would like to record about that, any photographs, videos, we would love to make copies of that for our collection here. And speaking of our collection, we are right now currently uh, filming in the History Center. I know that you on tuning in on podcast can't tell, but um, it's a very amazing place, and I don't think enough of our patrons know about it up here. It's kind of secluded. So uh, could you guys tell us a little bit about what goes on in here, what's part of your collection, anything neat, nifty? We have, uh, we'll start with our book collection. Uh, we have uh, books on family names and then books on, on the states. Uh, each we pretty much got a, a small collection on each state. Uh, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, we have a large collection on those because a lot of our families came out of those. Uh, then we have our what we call our Appalachian collection, and it's on, on anything to do with Appalachia. Um, basket making, anything that there is that the Appalachia people done. But all of our books are reference material. Nothing up here checks out. Then we have our filing cabinets, which are our uh, loose paper, loose paper notes people have done on their families, um, and and it's not just Sevier County families or Southeast families. We have we have we have a lot of stuff from all over, and that's how we gained our collection was was through donations to the to the history center. Uh, of people's research that they'd done for genealogy. Um, well, do you guys have any expected events that you guys want to do or anything do you want to add to our collection? Um, well, one of the things I want to highlight, because um, we have something called the vault here that houses our most fragile or um, priceless items, um, and it is not generally kept in public view, but someone can request to see something. We have a lot of antique books. We have some first editions, like we have a first edition Ernest Hemingway, Death in the Apartment. We have a first edition of Catcher in the Rye. We also have um, a Tennessee law book um, that Tim can talk a little bit about. Okay, it, well, the Tennessee law book was uh, was was is the first print that was done of the laws and regulations of the state of Tennessee when the capital was in Knoxville. So it goes back to about 18, I think it's 1803, 1803. And it's bound in lambskin. It's about eight inches by four inches. It's a, it's a neat little book. Um, the, uh, Tennessee Library and Archives has a second printing, but this is a first printing. So, and it, like I said, it came in at a donation from of books, and uh, so we we keep that in there, and it, it it's a really neat book. Wow, it looks neat. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have a book that was donated to us anonymously. Um, it's the oldest book in our collection. It's a 1532 um, book written in Middle French. Um, I do not speak Middle French. I can read Modern French, but I believe that it is um, an inventory for estates for tax purposes. I believe it was actually originally two different books. It's made from vellum, either lambskin or calfskin. I'm not sure, um, but it has annotations in Modern French. So I 
am able to take some place names out of it. So I believe that it is originally from Bissonville, which is right outside of Paris and in the Calais region on um, uh, Villiers-Sonneuse. So um, two vastly different areas of modern France, which is why I believe they're originally two different books. We really don't know that much more about that um, yet. We are going to get an expert in Middle French down here to help us decipher exactly what it is. Um, but when we do, we are going to do a video on it, um, maybe even a podcast on it and talk a little bit about its, its importance or just interest in history. Um, it is too fragile to leave on display, but we can take some pictures and of it to have digitized versions of some of the pages that we could have in our collection on our website. Um, so those are some of the things I want to do is highlight some more of our rare items that people can't see when they just come up here to browse our collections. Um, also, we have uh, we have displayed a, a couple of butter molds. One is a round butter mold with a decorative stamp on it. The other is just a square butter mold, and uh, those were used to mold your butter once you you processed uh, your your heavy cream and stuff into butter, and you'd mold your butter into different designs and stuff. We'll have these on display with our. Butter making that we're going to have with our homemade fresh biscuits, so you can have some butter and biscuits at, uh, with some apple <laughs> butter too. Uh, one one of our staff will be uh, churning butter. We're going to use a a paddle churn instead of a, a big um, crock churn. So uh, we'll have we do have a crock churn. We're going to have it on display while we're at the butter table. So. Uh, that's another one of our we have we have quite a few different collections not just in the vault and stuff but we have um, uh, some Kaz Walker pieces Kaz Walker was the mayor of Knoxville for a while but he grew up here in Sevier County we but uh, uh, Doris Parton uh, donated her research on the African-American families of Sevier and Cock County so it's quite extensive uh, research material um, one of the things that I want to do is take some of our collections that people don't know about and represent them digitally online. I would like to do some digital humanities projects, um, which is an up-and-coming trend in public and academic libraries. You can make interactive exhibits virtually available through a website or through Facebook. So you can explore some different locations in the county by through our collection. So I'm working on down the road on developing things like that, like story maps. And um, we wanna do cemetery maps as well. Um, and eventually a uh, YouTube cooking show on traditional Appalachian cooking. So that's in the next year, sometime. And also right now I'm working on digitizing the county's newspapers. Uh, they go back to about 1896. Uh, there's bits and pieces of papers. We don't have the whole collection from 1896 up to about 1920. But from 1920 up, we have a pretty good uh, collection of it. And I'm digitizing those, hopefully to get those put onto a database that anybody will be able to use when they come in to the History Center. They can go to a computer and look those up. 
we are the repository now for the Mountain Press newspaper. So if anybody goes to Mountain Press looking for something, they always send them to us. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, so do we, I think we have time for Tim to tell us a story, a small little oral history, in case you can't make it to eat those fresh biscuits and listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Pittman Center, that's where I was born and raised. Pittman Center was the, was the dream of Dr. John Severe Burnett. He came in and he wanted to provide education to the mountain people, not only learning uh, the ABCs and the arithmetic and that stuff, but they needed a life. A lot of them, they weren't backwards people, but they just never had been taught. One of the biggest things was not putting your barn above your spring. Uh, Different things like that. They also got into... uh, Canning, and that's C-A-N-N-I-N-G. Uh, I was record, uh, quoted one time as saying that Pittman had a cannon factory, a C-A-N-O-N factory, which is which is not the case. They they did canning, but they had apple orchards and peach orchards, and and they do, grew all kinds of different vegetables and stuff there to go along with the school. Uh, my great great grandfather. Had a sawmill set up there, and he's the one that's uh, milled most of the lumber for the school. The school also had a milling company. They sent lumber all around the world, and he milled most of the lumber there at Pittman Center. Well, it's kind of cool. We've got, you know, local history expanding out, but also history from out it coming in so it's kind of nice to see the macro and the micro interact with each other as, as we get things from France and we get things from Knoxville and it all winds up here but it's all part of our history in a way we just got to trace it right so one final thing again putting Tim on the spot here but since you're going to be retiring and Lisa's going to be stepping up as a little piece of oral history, do you we have any uh, advice or words you want to tell her? Anything heartfelt? We got you on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been my pleasure and my honor to have worked here for 18 years. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, you can't know everything about Sevier County. There's, there's, there's just not our brains I don't think are big enough to know everything about Sevier County but there's people in different communities that have helped me through what I've done here knowing somebody give you a name or somebody give you a type of location that you you know who you can go contact that may have information on that part of the county or that family name and, and that's that's the biggest thing like I said you can't know it all. There's, there's no way. Uh, but I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time here. It's, it's, it's time to move on. Yes. So remember, you're not alone. You always yes. have somebody. So don't That's take true. it too much on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've told Lisa that I'm just a phone call away. She gets on some. And one of the things that I plan on doing in my retirement is doing my own research. I've, I've been here helping other people do their research and have not really got to break through some of my brick walls that I want to work on. And uh, so I'm going to 
I'm going to take that time to work on those. And I'll be in and out of the libraries quite often because this is where you come to do your research. And I'm <laughs> going to do my research here. Hopefully, Lisa will get your uh, your book when you're done with it. We got it in our collection. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. Most definitely. But, uh, we've. I have. This has been the greatest job. I don't know. If, going out and finding a job when you know that you enjoy what you do. When you come in, it's not just a mundane routine. It's something different every day. And that's what I've thoroughly enjoyed about it. Yeah, well, I know in the short time me and Sam have been here, we've always enjoyed getting to talk to both of you, but, you know, especially you, Tim, because obviously you've been here for 18 years, correct? Uh-huh. So, I mean, every conversation is just always, always a joy. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, it's hard to just come up off the top of your head with just say a story. Yeah. But there, there are different things. Uh, a newspaper article that I was researching, when I, or not researching, when I was looking through, I was doing the copying. Um, you know, one of the blackest periods in Sevier County history was during the White Caps. And uh, a lot of people confuse them with Ku Klux Klan. They had nothing to do with each other. But uh, the Whitecaps, uh, a gentleman during that time period was in his house and heard a knock at his door. And this is a newspaper article. He heard a knock at his door, and uh, he was afraid that it was the Whitecaps. So he hunkered down over behind a cabinet, and he kept knocking and knocking. Finally, the door busted open, and he fired his gun, and he killed his old mule. It was his mule <laughs> trying to get down out of the weather. So, uh, it, you know, even it being the darkest history, there's some little funny tidbits that happened during that time period. Well, I think that wraps us about up today. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. Um, we Thank hope to get you on here again sometime, even just more stories. All right. Now, uh, one other thing I want to yeah. mention. For our summer reading program this year, for the adult summer reading program, we have J. Mark Lowe coming, and he's going to talk about migration paths through the wow. uh, United States. And, and if, if you've not heard Mark Lowe, he's a, he's a very interesting speaker, and it's a, going to be on a July the 17th on a Saturday, uh, 11 to 2, and it's all free. Thank you so much, and thank you both again. And as always, we do like to thank Ben, who does all of our tech work and always makes sure that this goes smoothly. <laughs> it's his editing prowess that makes it seem like <laughs> yes. it's a really good show. So uh, anyway, thank you again for tuning in. We'll be back with you next month about whatever's going on in the library then. No spoilers except for the uh, migration pattern, which I didn't know about. I'm excited. So... Um, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you.